Um, let's talk to our next guest now. It says here, motivational speaker and a cyclist. I think Ben's having my pulling my leg a bit. A debt boss has a, a fascinating story to tell us, and she's going to hopefully give all of this. But she, Adet, you you are a motivational speaker, so I don't want to take away your motivational talk that you would normally do. Thank you. I won't do the normal motivational talk, but I'm very excited to share what happened and where my life is at the moment. It's a, it's, uh, there's, there's only one way to describe it. It's a yell of a story. <laughs> no, it is. <laughs> you know, I will always tell people, like, I have a crazy, incredible story. Like, because there's so much good that came out of something that was almost fatal. Yeah, it is like my, the roller coaster of the lies. So, spoiler alert, everything's okay now. Let's fin- let's start yes. there. Are you, are you all right? Yes. Everything's good and you're feeling great? Um, yes, I'm 100%. I am actually back on the bike, but not competitive at the moment. Right. Um, but I can train. I have fully body com- uh, you know, movement and my brain is functioning 100%, which is also a miracle in my eyes. All right. We've done, we've done like those movies <laughs> where you see the end at the beginning. Yes. Okay. <laughs> of that now because <laughs> no one knows what happened now everybody wants to hear what happened a dead boss uh you, you decided cycling was your way to lose weight no, no. actually other way around okay so, tell me more okay so i was overweight my whole life yes and at the age of 33 i weighed 135 kilograms wow so i was huge um and then at work, we had this internal Biggest Loser competition, and I'm very competitive and I love a challenge. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm going to win this. So in that process, I immediately cut out sugar and starch, and I, which now thinking back was not the best thing to do. So I don't suggest people to do that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so and then I went on this weight loss journey, and yeah, over. So I did win the competition. That was about two months. Um, I went, won the competition, but I didn't stop there. So over mm. a period of three years, I lost 60 kilograms. Six zero. Six zero. So wow. that's a whole person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a third of what you weighed. Yeah. It's, well, it's all uh, half. Half of what you weighed. Half, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So only then, after I'd lost the weight, I, um, I, Someone, someone, I did those gene tests and it says I have to do endurance training like cycling. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, whatever. Okay, let's get a bike. Let's do so, this. And then hold, I, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Before we get there, when you were losing the weight, was that just diet or were you doing no, some sort of exercise no. as well? So I started CrossFit as my secret weapon <laughs> because, you know, I was like, I have to train something. So interestingly, even though I was overweight my whole life, I was very intrigued with sports. So I was a swimmer at school and okay. I was. I went to SA for hmm. swimming. Um, I played AT netball. Um, so I was very uh, active and athletic, but I was huge. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It is, yeah. So are, you a, are, you a tall, are you a tall lady? No, I'm normal, 1.7, okay. 7.8. Yeah. Okay. So, all right, so you, you, you were doing some sort of exercise, but then you found out uh, endurance is the thing you need to do. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so then I got my road bike. I was, that time I was still staying in Joburg, and I, someone said, go and do the Cape Town cycle. So I flew to Cape Town to do this, but mm. I literally, I got my bike a month before that, a road bike <laughs> of everything. I didn't have bike handling skills. Right. I didn't know what chappies is, like every. 
hill that we went up, I was like, okay, there's no chappies. So I didn't know anything. And then, yeah, and then I thought, oh, whatever, I'm just going to do it for fun. If I do it in six hours, it's fine. Yeah. And then eventually I did it in like 3.45 minutes, yeah. which is like, yeah. And I checked, I was in the top 13% of all women that mm. rode mm-hmm. that year. The first time so you've ridden like, it? First time I read in it, like within a month, two months that I got my bike. Okay. So it was really a talent that's inside of me. So I was like, okay, maybe I have a talent. So I'm going to pursue this. And then I got a coach. And then I started training really hard, mm. focused, like this is what I want to do. Okay. Should and I go up? Yeah, no, I'm, just, I'm, I'm waiting for you to tell me about the time trial. So you decided this is what you're okay, going to do. Yes. And you went to become national champion. Yes, so within a year of cycling. A year? I, <laughs> within a year, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like a year and a half. All right. Yeah, then I won VP Champs and SA Champs for the time trial. Mm-hmm. I came second for the road race with VP Champs, but yeah, in, with the road race, oh, with, with um, SS, I think I came like fifth or something, so I wasn't on the podium. Were you still, used, were you still using the bike? That you had, or had you upgraded? Yes, yes. So for the time trial, I just had slip on time trial bars. Like, I didn't have money to get by <laughs> equipment. Yeah. I, I remember, oh, wait, wait, I, I'm talking in front where I shouldn't be yet. Okay. So, um, so, so then I went to Dubai mm-hmm. and did the spin in Dubai 92 as an elite rider, which is also out of my comfort zone. It was very tough, like those people, they just go. And then I finished second. <laughs> Yeah. So and it, that, it sounds like it's a surprise. <laughs> Surely you went yeah. knowing that you would do well. No. And uh, can I say something that's very funny and interesting to of course me? Like, yes. When I was still huge, like uh, overweight and yeah. everything, I remember visiting a friend of mine in the Netherlands. And one day she said, no, we're going to cycle. We, I'm going to use her husband's bike and then we're going to cycle to the shop and right. buy food and then go back. And I mean, the Netherlands is the flattest country in the world. So uh, riding the bike with her, I thought I'm dying. I was like, <laughs> I never, ever want to get on a bike again. I hate it. Yeah. And then, like five years later, I qualified. Yeah, I Second at Spinney's Dubai yeah. 92. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, that, and then, that means you qualified for the world champs, the world championship yes. events. This is elite, right? This is where... Um, the Marianne Voss rides. No, 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 no. So this is age group. Okay, okay. Yes, yes. Close enough. You're yeah. still the best in the world. Yeah, yeah. For my age. Yeah. Like that is pretty amazing. From where I was to where I came. <laughs> I'm still astonished with what happened. Okay. Yeah, so you so qualified was, to go to Italy. Yes. So right. that was last year September. Mm-hmm. Um, world champs in Italy. <laughs> And then, should I continue? <laughs> let's let's take an ad break. Let's take an ad break because okay. this that's all just background. That's chapter no, one. Yes. Right? We've just been yes. introduced to the character. Our character in this backwards movie is Adette Boss, motivational speaker and cyclist. She's qualified for the World Championships in Italy last year. What happened? I'll tell you in a moment. You are listening to John Gerica on SAFM. Uh, okay, my guest is a dead boss. As you've heard, she has now qualified for the World Championships last year. This is where we are in the movie. And uh, carry on the story there, Dad. 
Okay, so last year September, it's actually like next week, it would be a year ago, mm -hmm. which is also a big thing. So I came to Italy for World Champs, and then on my second day, with the training ride, it was about three days before the race, um, I fell, and I was in a coma immediately. Mm. And then, yes, and then I have a month of memory loss. So there's literally a month that I didn't know I was alive. All right, before you did, you and didn't just fall; you mm. crashed, right? A proper no. crash. No, right. I fell. You just fell so down. I was, there wasn't you. Yeah, there wasn't anyone else with me. So I was on a proper TT bike. Yes. That's a funny thing. <laughs> so um, I got, a, a, there was a bike shop um, here in Captain that, that said they will borrow me a, a time trial bike. So mm -hmm. I went for worlds with a proper bike. And then, um, yeah, apparently there was a call coming in from the side and I was like a script for it. I mm, don't know what mm. that in English is. That's, 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 that's the same English word. I had a lekker script. Oh, well, like it. Okay. <laughs> and then I break. Yeah. But I break too hard. And because there was a, a guy behind me um, on the on the route and he saw it happening and he said, I break too hard. Yeah. And then my front wheel jackknifed and I fell. And I, we were on 40 k's an hour. Wow. Um, I checked my bike computer. We were literally. Mm. So, yeah, and then he said I was immediately in a coma. He's also from South Africa, though. Um, he was my lifesaver. Like, he literally helped me to get into an ambulance, go to hospital. He walked all the way there to see if I'm okay. Mm. Um, yeah, so this, I remember not waking up, but when my consciousness, I knew more where I was, mm. was a month later. And then I was like, oh, okay, yeah, it's Italy, da, da, da my phone and I was like why are people posting things on Instagram that haven't happened yet and then I realized like okay a month has passed wow. because I saw the date and I was yeah. like okay but I'm here for the race and I checked the race and I'm like the, the results are out and my name isn't there so mm. did I miss the race sure. um yeah okay so you spent two months in a hospital in Italy mm. what are the injuries you what other what else so obviously hit your head quite hard but what else yes. was wrong yeah, so that is actually a big thing. So I broke my collarbone, mm -hmm. which is kind of normal-ish for a cyclist, I heard afterwards. <laughs> but the big thing is I had a lot of blood on the brain. Right. And they, so they couldn't, they did so many tests. Yeah, I was two months in hospital there, and after a month, they figured out that I have vitamin B1 deficiency. Mm -hmm. And B1 is the fuel that regulates the, your, your brain and um, nervous system. And every person has it. So it's interesting that I had this deficiency. And the moment that I started injecting me with B1, I had a 180-degree turnaround. So I started, my memory loss was shorter. Wow. Um, I could remember more. Because what happened in, the, in that month is they will tell me something like, okay, you were in an accident, you broke your collarbone, and mm. then I fall asleep, and then I wake up, and I'm like, okay, why is this so? What happened? So... Um, yeah, so the B1 sure. was the big thing, and that was actually also the change in my life, mm. like when I came back. So you, you were almost living like a dream state, not being able to remember, sort of just living life, and, and, and did, did it just click in? Was it overnight once they started giving you the B1? No, no, it was a process. Mm. Um, I remember the first three, few days, like three, four days, every time my friend from South Africa would call me, he will, I will ask him, 
okay, but am I really in Italy? Okay, so this isn't a dream. Wow. Am I dreaming? Yeah. So I, for a long time, I thought I was dreaming. And if I read messages, like people will think, I will send a voice note to someone or, or something, and then they will say, oh, you sound better than you sounded last time. And I was like, okay, but I haven't even spoke <laughs> to you. I haven't told you where I am. Sure. Um, and even like my friend, when she visited me a while ago, she read messages that we had in that time. And she said, the night I will tell her, hi, I'm in Italy, I'm in the hospital. And the next morning I will tell her, um, she will ask me, how are you feeling? And I will say, hi, I'm in Italy, I'm in the hospital. So it's like this repetitive thing that happened at the start. So it's quite a while. Okay, then you, you, you admitted to having an eating disorder as well. Yes. How did that so happen? That what, was what, was that, what is that about? Yeah, this is a big thing. So... Because of the vitamin B1 deficiency, I started Googling, like, how, why would someone have that? Mm-hmm. And two bullets in the list came to my attention, and that the one was not eating a variety of food, mm-hmm. which I was very strict on what I eat because I wanted to be the best cyclist. I can't eat this, I can't eat this. My own, I actually ate the same food every day because I didn't want to gain weight again. Mm-hmm. And the other thing was vomiting. So for the first time, actually, in five years, I admitted that I have bulimia, um, and that I did in the hospital with a neurologist in Italy, and she literally put it on all my reports. So coming back here, I had everyone, every professional saw it and mm. knew it, um, and I thought, I thought that I will never put my finger in my throat again because I almost died. Because if they didn't figure out it's the vitamin B1 deficiency, right. I would have been a vegetable today all day wow. because they couldn't, yeah. So it, all, it, it was all just working together mm. and it's almost as if the accident, the accident was a good thing to, because they yes. found this problem. Exactly. Like for me, I feel it had to happen. Like I was in a total downward spiral. I think in life without knowing it and that's the thing with an eating disorder you 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 become so focused and your own world and you become isolated because you only have one goal and Mm. that is to be thin and be beautiful which is such a lie because how you look like doesn't define who you are um so if that if the accident didn't happen i would have been i don't know where i would have been yeah yeah Okay, so now are you? What was that? Almost a year ago. Are you back on the bike? Yes. Is, is that even I, a thing? Yes. yes. Wow. So I am back on the bike. Yeah. Um, it took me ten months before I could ride outside again, and I was actually very scared mm. my first ride. Um, but now I do it. Yeah, I've I've been riding outside quite yeah about two months now. Um, I wasn't an indoor trainer initially. Mm. So I didn't stop training because I still love it. <laughs> uh, do you do you still have a difficult relationship with food? No. So uh, when I came back, it was actually crazy because when I came back, I thought I will never do it again. But then my brain told me, like not my injury brain, my yeah. eating disorder brain, said that, okay, but you can't train now, so you can't eat. So I literally turned around at anorexia. Like I didn't eat. If, if a friend of mine didn't tell me, I think you haven't eaten at all today. Mm. And he, he forced me to just eat like a little piece of meat. And I couldn't. Mm. And then he and I realized like, I actually, I'm sick. I don't, I, you know. So then I admitted myself into eating clinic for eating disorder. Mm. I'm Montrose here in 
I don't know if I can say that word. Um, it's in Cape Town. Right. And then I, that was life changing. I was there for six weeks. And there I, I've learned that an eating disorder is not about the food. Like we make mm. it about food because it's something we can control. Yeah. But they helped me to work through childhood core beliefs and beliefs. Like I believe that I'm not good enough and I have to achieve something to be accepted. And that comes from my childhood where my parents got divorced and um, a lot of stuff happening. And till my, the age where I was, I thought like maybe if I am thin enough, maybe if I'm mm. the best cyclist, maybe then I'd be accepted. So today I am free from my eating disorder. I'm in recovery and I can eat anything and I love it. And I don't, I realize I don't have to do anything to to, to find acceptance because I, I accepted myself and I found self-love, which I think is the most important thing anyone needs in life. Adet Boss, thank you so much for sharing your story. It's, it was an amazing movie you took us through. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. A dead boss, motivational speaker, and as you heard, a cyclist. Uh, and yeah, what a story. Fascinating. I love it. Thank you very much, a dead boss, for guiding us through that.